Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Beloved, I got coffee, right? The wife made coffee, so uh, <laughs> we're going to just uh, hang out and shoot the bobo. Beloved, we're going to have a good time, you know, catch up with one another, see uh, what's been going on. And I'm hoping everybody had a powerful week, right? Um, the month is closing out, so I'm hoping everybody had a, a powerful month, beloved. I want to say, um, shout out to my sister K Muhammad. If you checked out one of our most recent podcasts, uh, the sister was trying to figure out what song, what intro songs were we playing, and uh, that's King George, sis. That's an artist by the name of King George. Uh, check him out. You know that's you know that's where we're at on this platform, really, beloved. We really like on some. Um, I just can't get into the young folk music, man. I just can't. I'm, I can't even do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a man of a certain age, so I I can't listen to it. I can't hear it. But I know what that feels like to hear a song on the radio. On a podcast somewhere on the beginning of the movie, middle of the movie, end of the movie. Like, man, what is that song? <laughs> what is that song? I want to hear that. You know, I, I know what that feels like. And um, since I tried to respond back, but you have to, the way that the messaging works, you can send me the voice message. I just can't send the voice message back. I have to just, you know what I mean? They have to, they got to, they got to set up that way. So um, if you would have responded, on YouTube, I can easily just go and, you know, somebody just uh, respond back. And that is the reason why I do put a lot of content on YouTube. But many of you guys that know that follow the podcast, the conversations that we have on the podcast, they may end up on YouTube a week later, two weeks later, because we ain't in a real rush to, you know what I'm saying? YouTube is just something that we do later. But, um, you know, believe it or not, though, beloved, I believe that Spotify, where we put our content on first, I uh, I am underneath the opinion that Spotify is running a race to put YouTube out of business. Because I can remember there was a time that all podcasts was just audio. You know what I'm saying? It was just an audio you put a couple of commercials in, but everything was audio. Now, you know, I've noticed that they switched the format where the videos that I put up 
on YouTube is the exact same videos that air on Spotify now. So I'm like, okay, so Spotify added the video dynamic. Then I noticed that recently Spotify added the comment dynamic where you can just come to the videos. You can like them. You can rate them. You can make a comment. That's the same thing as YouTube. All YouTube is is audio video and you can drop a comment and you can like or dislike. Spotify is they creeping into that area. They're doing the same thing, but they have a bigger audio catalog. And um, this is this is interesting too. I noticed this as well. The community standards on Spotify is much looser than the ones on YouTube. You can get dinged for almost anything on YouTube. I get dinged all the time. This is hate speech. This is hate speech. That's hate speech. No. <laughs> Long as you say nigga a hundred times, it ain't it ain't no hate speech then. But you know, on this platform, we use other colorful language, and that is called hate speech. Now, this is interesting because the word is deemed. The words that are often used towards other ethnicity, it's hate speech, but not nigga. This is a podcast, though. How do they know I'm a black American? How do you know? You see what I'm saying? Like, they don't know what. So you're just seeing what they will allow and what they don't allow. But you notice when you come to Spotify, it's not that the restrictions and ain't like that. It's it's very different. They let you almost pretty much say what you they make. They pull back on you a little bit, but not like you two. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Sister Kate Muhammad, that's it. That's it. And um, the artist's name, King George. And I appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us on the podcast, emailing us, um, dropping the comments, all that good stuff. We definitely appreciate hanging out with the family. We have a great time in the village, beloved. We love our own people. We love kicking it with our own folks. It's no problem, right? Today's conversation, I just, um, again, I got coffee. And we're just shooting the bobo. And I want to say this, beloved. Um, the life expectancy of an American is like 70, 70 years and change. You know what I mean? Which means that if you are middle age, for some reason, uh, we start thinking 50 when you start saying middle age because in our minds everything is 100 you know what I mean so we just we immediately go to 50 but that's not so beloved when you are 35 you are technically middle age at that point um single folks tend to fall off this planet in the wilderness of uh, North America in the territory that we call the United States right around 60 and change early 60s and then you're tend to see that married folk live a little longer deep into their 70s sometimes their 80s right I say all that to say this beloved once you hit the middle age I want to encourage everybody underneath the sound of my voice men and women to start a podcast open up a podcast if you need to email me and you need to learn some steps about what to do, beloved, I have absolutely no problem going over the steps and what you have to do to start a podcast. Because, you know, um, when you when you walk in 
in this life and you have your journey, you have lived through things that somebody needs to hear. Somebody can use that information. And even if they can't use it all, beloved, you know how we say in the village, they can eat the fish and they can spit out the bones. The part that they do not need, they don't have to keep it. But once you hit 35, you know what I mean? And you know, to us, you know, we're men and women of a certain age. 35, you still, to me, it's like you're a baby. Like 35, like, man, you really ain't started living yet. But technically, 35 is like, yeah, that's like middle age. So there's some life experience that you can talk and teach people that's younger than you. So like we talk about relationships, right? Because we understand that the cornerstone of the black community has got to be built on marriage, the institution of marriage, uh, not the perfectness of marriage. I don't know. Everybody's looking for a perfect marriage. You know what I mean? But a perfect marriage or the definition that we have for a perfect marriage is you love and respect someone enough to deal with their bullshit. They love you and respect you enough to deal with your bullshit. But just let's be clear. Anybody you deal with, you're going to deal with some bullshit. It's about what that you, you know, what are you comfortable with dealing with? Everybody, as my partner say, everybody got their non-negotiables. So... When we talk about the cornerstone of building a strong community, which is marriage, this is how you build a strong nation. And we are in the phase of nation building because we see the ethnicity that's currently on top in this country. They predicted their own fall within the next 30 or 40 years. That means everybody grandkids is going to live in a different America than the one we're living in today. Beloved, I will submit to you, you're not going to single parent your way to the top. It's not going to happen. You're going to always be at the bottom if you believe in this single parent culture. Does that mean, Brother VJ, you're saying everybody should get married? I'm saying this, beloved. Don't get married until you ask the person in your life, 500 questions at the very least 300 questions before you get married what I am saying is that I want to see everybody dating connecting themselves and being equally yoked with the person that they are with but mama said though you know big mama say listen you can't you know you can't put an ass and an ox on the same yoke. You cannot be unequally yoked. And I don't know, you know, because see, beloved, my big mama's from the South. She's from the old country, right? She's from Bama. A yoke is something that it's a tool that the farmers use. And it you put it, you attach it on the neck of an animal. But it has to be the, it has to be, when that attachment has to be like a, a even keel, it got to be like a balance. So you have to kind of like, well, you don't have to kind of like you got to put animals of the same nature on the yoke together. You can't put the ass and the lion on the yoke together because the nature is off. You know what I'm saying? You can't put a gorilla in the yoke with a donkey because the gorilla is so strong. It'll break the donkey's neck. It's, it's not yoked. You can only yoke up a gorilla with another gorilla. 
You know what I'm saying? You can only yoke up a bear with another bear. You can't put a bear in a yoke with a pig. How do you find out if you are equally yoked? You have to ask a person questions, beloved. This is especially for our sisters because our sisters, you know, there's a man that lived amongst us. And he said a nation cannot rise above its woman. If the woman is musically and culturally and through video and entertainment, if our sisters is always looked at as fuck buddies and bed warmers and their thoughts and they're going to create that particular nation. We're going to have a nation of thoughts. We're going to be in America with the thought nation. We know that the essence of our people, that is not so. We come from a village, beloved, that the moral standard was so high, beloved, that our elders, um, if a man simply lived with a woman and he did not marry her, our elders called that shacking. Beloved, that's a shameful thing. Man, these folk could turn their back on you. Our elders would turn their back on you. Many of them are ancestors. Now, if you live with a woman, y'all just standing together in the house and y'all fucking and kicking it and ain't nobody got married. Man, our elders, our village turn their back on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit was totally inappropriate. That was unacceptable. Just doing that. Can you imagine what they would say now with the how we carry ourselves now and how the youth carry themselves now? That goes back to my earlier point. 35 years old, you got to start a podcast because how it's supposed to work is that the people that's in the older decade is supposed to teach the ones in the younger decade how to carry themselves with what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. We're supposed to be passing this kind of shit down. Unfortunately, we don't. But I have a feeling through podcasts we can you can reach many people all over the nation overseas everywhere and you can give you can give the young the game that they need to go forward you know like even here beloved I can share my experiences and I can say that um, marriage is a dope thing Uh, marriage beloved is this is our religion on this podcast. That's what we believe is going to shape and mold the future. And this is the foundation. It must be the foundation of nation building. We cannot build a nation off being a single parent. So being that we got to rock up and click up and become in union and get in wedlock. Get that old ball and chain, right? Somebody got to start asking somebody some questions. It is important why you are dating to ask somebody some questions. What you used to do, what are you currently doing? And you ask them, what are they going to be doing with themselves in the future? It's impossible to know a person if you're not asking them any questions. Questions, questions, questions. We have to teach our sons Our daughters, our nieces, our nephews. Listen, you with a person, you want to call yourself being in a serious relationship, you got to ask them at least 300 to 500 questions. You know, you know, back in my day, beloved, right? um, The sisters 
in a village at that time, and we talking back in the nineties. They used to say, uh, they used to call it a, a ninety day rule. You know what I mean? If you don't know, ask your uncles and aunties about it. They tell you about it. This is we talking about the eighties and nineties. There was almost like a ninety day rule. I mean, of course, we know things have changed, right? But at that time, when a sister dated somebody from the village, it was like, uh, don't even ask for no pussy. Don't ask for no sex. It's not happening. You're going to have to wait at least 90 days so she can get to know you and then you can get to know her. Um, now things have changed. We're living in a day of time where you can sleep with someone and uh, you don't even really know their first name. Right. My partner has a joke. He said, man, you can get the pussy out of a woman now and she don't even know your middle name. Or you can you can have a sex partner because there's so many sex partners floating around. You just forgot their name. Like you don't even know. So me coming up, you know, um, having two brothers and a sister, there was a way I had to talk to my baby sister. Much different in the way, of course, that parents going to have a conversation. Parents going to talk one way, but siblings going to talk another way. And of course, you know, my baby sister is married now. And a lot of my uh, female cousins, they're older and they're also married now. But when they were younger, I always encouraged them to ask questions, man. You dating a guy, I ain't going to be the big brother that's trying to, I ain't blocking nothing. All I'm telling you is that ask the dude questions. I don't care. You don't have to see everybody as a potential husband. I understand you got fleshly needs. As a female, I don't care who you is, eventually you're going to want to get a piece of meat. All right, we got that on the table. We understand that. You're human. I don't even care if it's just a sexual hookup, though. If it ain't nothing but that, at the very least, you can ask a dude if he ever had an STD before. If you're going to have sex, you got to be comfortable enough with having sex talk. Look him in the eyes and ask him. Hey, you ever gave anybody an STD? Have anybody ever gave you an STD? You know what I'm saying? You ever gave somebody something? You know, um, as for me, right? As for me, my game to the little cousins and my baby sisters was like, I'm talking to family members, right? That's females. I'm like, yo, I'm going to be straight with you. Raw pussy is for husbands. I don't care how you finna take this. You a family member. This is how I'm gonna come at you. Raw pussy is for husbands. You want to get some head? Okay, head is for husbands. That ain't for boyfriends. Raw pussy ain't for boyfriends. It ain't for who you like and you you got the butterflies in your stomach. No, no, no. If you need me to go make you a shirt, you know what I'm talking about? I can go to the hood. We can get a shirt printed up that says uh, head is for hubbies. <laughs> because we know this generation, everybody is freaking. But that's just something I always felt like, damn, you got to save something for your husband. Okay, but let's just say sisters, they don't want to save that for the husband. They want to get their freak on. All right, all right. Because now they say oral sex is just another form of sex. It's just like regular sex. Okay, if that's what we're saying at the very least, right? When we're talking about this generation, at the very least, we can say this. Um, how do you feel about getting an std test before we even have sex because a lot of our sisters they're giving out the whole package now condom sex no condom sex oral sex car sex hotel sex fucking on the floor they getting the lube they doing some anal damn y'all freaking okay that's your business 
So why don't you even ask him? All right, well, when the last time, first of all, let's go back to this. When the last time have you ever been tested for an STD? Is it okay if we go down to the clinic together and get an STD to STD test together before we even start having sex? Can we do that? Let's go to the clinic together. If we have raw sex, if I get pregnant, then what, bro? What we going to do? What's your plans on that? Do you have any plans on that? Um, It's cool to ask a sister, yo, if we start having unprotected sex after we come from the clinic, how do you how comfortable that you feel about uh, getting a, an abortion if you get pregnant? How comfortable do you feel um, getting on birth control so you won't get pregnant? Like, it's too late, bro, when she say, oh, I'm late. It's, oh, well, you need to go get it. Man, y'all should have talked about that shit before we even got there. You know what I mean? Like, the thing with black folks is we get such in this rate, this passion thing, this opposite sex, sex drive. It gets such in a rush that we just, the butterflies in your stomach, you got the googly eyes, you so full of passion. You can't wait to get on that mattress or she can't wait to get on that mattress. Y'all don't ask each other nothing. So when that, when shorty come back and say she's pregnant, the plan wasn't already discussed. They, nobody never discussed it. Only thing y'all discussed is hooking up and after the hookup, when the next time you're going to hook up. That's not sex talk. That's what black folk think sex talk is. That's not sex talk. You know what sex talk is? When you look at somebody, be like, hey, um, have you ever had a one night stand before? Have you ever been involved with a threesome before? Have you ever been involved in an orgy before? Do you know, do you like the person that you're currently in a relationship with to engage in those activities? Do you, are you, are you like that or you just like one sex you partner at a time? Have it ever been a time in your life that you slept with multiple sex partners within the week? Have it ever been a time you had multiple sex partners in a month? We just having sex talk, right? You know, as a woman, you got to protect your vessel. This dick can't go everywhere. Then he throw it up in you. Brother, you got to protect your vessel. You got to protect your temple. That pussy can't be all. It can't be everywhere. Then it jump on your mattress. You got to know. You All right. I'm trying to ask you where that thing been at. You supposed to be asking him. Damn, where that thing been at? You ever tricked before? You ever engage in prostitution and you paid for some pussy before you ever tricked one of these scripts like tell me about your sexual past because this man finna put his whole dick up in you what did you know about that dick hey have you ever been with another man before you ever been in jail and you kind of got i mean just had a conversation because somebody come on, everybody just saying we got that small population of brothers that's you know they call it the, the, the down low now you know what I'm saying? That was the term they used to use to download. Hey, you ever been with a man before? Bro, you got to ask sis now. Hey, you ever been with a woman before? You ever experimented? You ever tried? You ever had that experience? How are we having all this sex in the village? Nobody having sex talk. You know, you know what I mean? What is the maximum amount of sex partners have you ever had in a year before? You know what I mean? How many sexual partners can you recall offhand? Or most importantly, how many sexual partners... And you would call that you had unprotected. So we're promoting marriage, but we're also saying, beloved, you have to ask, ask, ask. 
How we having all this sex in the village? Nobody ain't asking no sexual questions. Is beyond me. Because again, beloved, black folk think compliments is this how we talk about sex compliments. Y'all spending all this time on the phone, or y'all going back and forth on social media. Damn, you fine. Oh man, he got a nice body. Um, you know, he got a good job, and uh, I can't wait to see you again. I like your lips, Craig, and you in shape, and, and he coming back. Yes, Shamika, I like your hips. You oh, you ain't got no waist. You got some pretty feet, and then. It goes from that to a bunch of selfies. Now we finna send each other some nude selfies. I gotta pull down my pants and I gotta take some dick pictures and send them to you. And you sitting up in the tub and you showing me the titties and all that. And we send it just back and forth and we call all this sex talk. No, that's not sex talk. That's just some passion shit going wild. That's some fleshly shit going wild. And then what you have, what you will learn is that almost a hundred percent of the time. The couples that are in a relationship that is generally having the most problems is the ones that have sex too fast. They ain't never ask each other no questions. And then when they try to take that sex life into a relationship, because they're trying to now they're going to try to freestyle their way through a relationship. That shit ain't working. Because it's simple things you could have just sat down as an adult and just talked about and asked the question about. You just never did. Why the fuck is black women going to the OBGYN and then finding out something ain't right? You could have just asked the dude. You never asked him. Now you come back from the clinic. You got that sad look on your face. You got a whole bunch of goddamn questions now. Nah, it's too late for that. You should have asked all these questions beforehand. I'm just being real. So I say it again, beloved. Most times you will see the people in a relationship with the biggest problems they are the ones that jump on the mattress too fast. They are the ones that they have this typical style of relationship that we have in America. And it's called the love relationship. Where you meet somebody off attraction. It's feelings, it's emotions, and then you base your relationship off that. Right? In the East, it's different, beloved. In the East, many of those folks have arranged marriages, right? Now, here's something that's going to blow your mind. Here's a uh, statistic that's going to blow your mind. Don't you know the divorce rate in the East with arranged marriages now when families choosing their sons and daughters mate? The divorce rate is 6%. Did you know that? That means that 94% of the marriages that happen in the East when the families pick each other's spouses and when they do that over there, 94% of those marriages last to the death. Take a breath and think about that. Take a breath. Not with black America. Because black America, we pick our relationships off what they call the love method, the emotional method, the conversational method. So black Americans have the highest divorce rate in the entire country. Take a breath. That means the way you're doing it, it is not working. I think it'd be very dope if black Americans got involved in arranged marriages. Because obviously we don't know how to pick our own. We don't know how to do it. What we do know how to do, jump on that mattress. We do know how to do that. We are so sex-driven people now. Oh man, I'm talking about the devil got his hand in that too. 
you know what I mean? The devil got his hand in that too, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. Because at the end of the day, it's you doing the talking. It's her doing the talking. And all we want to do is jump on that mattress. Don't ask nobody no questions. All right, so let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about nation building. Let's just talk about nation building. There's nothing wrong with dating somebody, beloved, and asking them, what do you see yourself in five years? Where you see yourself in 10 years? You know, um, do you want to get married? Is it your desire to be a husband? Is it your desire to be a wife? You know what I'm saying? Once we ask these questions, I mean, like, um, we talk about freaking all the time. So listen, do you have any children? How many children do you want? You know what I'm saying? Uh, How do you feel about your job? Do you want to keep your job? Or do you want to change jobs? How much money do they pay around your jobs? Because once somebody tell you their income, especially sisters when a man tell you his income, it is not your job to try to push him further to make more money. I just don't understand it with sisters. If a brother tell you he make thirty five thousand, or he make forty five thousand, or he make fifty five thousand, he make that's all he makes. You know, all of this, you got this magic pussy and you got this super dope. You like uh, sometimes I think black women, they turn into um, motivational speakers all of a sudden in a relationship. And ain't nothing wrong with that, sis. I ain't telling you don't support your man, push your man. But um, if that's what he's making and you meet him, that's what he's making. And the best advice I can give you, black woman, I know you love this black man. You want to build him up. You want to push him. But I would, I'm going to submit to you this idea. However you meet him, the exact status that he is at, if you're not comfortable with him being the exact way that he is when you meet him, keep going. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Don't worry about it. All this, I'm finna change him and I'm finna, you know, it, you will be amazed how many black women they got this thing in their mind. They meet Jamarcus. Jamarcus is a teacher. Jamarcus is making $26,000 a year. He is an elementary school teacher. And they always have this thing in them. Oh, that's okay. Because when he get with me, I'm going to change that. I'm going to change that. Hey, man, the guy love, <laughs> the guy love being a teacher. The guy loved being a gym teacher. He loved being a uh, history teacher. He loved he loved teaching social studies. That's all he loved. He may go up the ranks one day and be a principal, but that's not for you to jump on that. So I'm going to push him to do. If you can't love him where he at, at that 24,000, that 26,000, don't worry about it. Just keep going. Don't worry. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> don't worry about it. Just keep going. Damn, all this. I got the magic pussy. Like, you you going to change up everybody's financial stat? No, you go make some money. And then if that's what you, if you think your household need to be a six-figure household, when you meet him making 24, 26, you go, you go make the other 80 to make up the, you go do it. It's not in you to push him. Take the man as he is. Or you just got to get in the circle of men that makes six figures already. Now, I do know there are some success stories. I get it, sis. I get it. You got your man. You found him. He was at Burger King. 
you pushed him hard and all of a sudden he got his CDL or he went down there and got his aviation license or you put him in place with your uncle and now he's down at Chrysler. He got the GM4. He got the plant with everybody else. I get it. There are some success stories. But I say it again. If you can't take him just like he is making the money that he is, don't just leave it alone. You don't want to have you don't want any more added stress to your relationship. But then you got to ask him as a man. You're like, okay, we get together. Um, it's time for some questions. What do you think your financial responsibility should be in the home as the man of the house? Because having a man in the home and the man of the house, that's two different things. Right? That's not the same thing. So you have to ask, okay, what do you think your financial responsibility should be? Is it 100% of the bills? Or do you feel like your responsibility as the father, as the husband, as the man of the house, it should be 75% of the bills? And I do, as a female, the 25%. Or do you say we go 50-50, we just adults, right? What do we do? Sis, you got to ask that man, what's his credit score? Bruh, you got to ask that sis, baby girl, what's your credit score? Because we ain't finna goddamn join ourselves up. We talking about being equally yoked. And you here, you run around with that 775 uh, credit score. And shorty or a dude, he run around with that 500 something, that 400 something. He can't get shit and she can't get shit. Now everything got to go in your name. Now she on the back, she ordering credit cards and shit. She's on the additional user. She getting all kind of cards off your name. Or dude, because you got good credit, sis, he got, he on, he additional user. And he got all kind of cards of his name off your credit. He finna, now y'all beefing about what new credit card he got. He swiping shit or she swiping shit. She ain't got, you come home, them Chanel bags just popping up. <laughs> he come look, yo, he went, you know, he, he, he didn't came back and he didn't put some new rims on the car. Off a car that he didn't got off your name. <laughs> he didn't swipe them, got that. He didn't swipe them some new rims. <laughs> that goes back to being equally yoked. If you got that 500 credit score, get you somebody with a 500 credit. Y'all don't care how long y'all got to stay in mama house. Y'all build y'all credit up together. <laughs> y'all can leave it at that, whatever. But you want to be equally yoked. Credit score is a good determination about how folk pay bills. That's something that that homework the devil already did for you. And I, I'm going to tell you a funny. I, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't, we just talking. Fuck it. We having a conversation. Um, beloved, you know, my brother-in-law was engaged. You know what I mean? And um, he was engaged and uh, he was engaged to a model. Shorty was a model. And. I, I don't get in nobody's business. You know, I'm the type of person, if you ask me a question, I mean, we talk about it, but I'm not just going to, I don't, I'm not the volunteer information kind of guy in my family. Cause I just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person that overstepping kind of shit. Right. But he asked me though, he's like, man, you know, yeah, if you finna going to do it, this, that, and the third, I'm like, that's what's up. And he was like, uh, we just having small talk. And then I just asked him, I said, do you know a credit score? And, um, all the other simple-minded-ass questions that folks know. Do she got kids and this and that? And where y'all going to stay? I ain't asking all that. I don't want to know about all that. I just asked them, hey, man, do you know a credit score? 
and he gave me on like a, a stare look i was like yeah do you do you not say man i i think you should check out because my little brother-in-law he's he's sharp your homeowner uh he got his college degree he's gonna get his master's he ain't fucking around so i'm like yo you gotta make sure you she's a model i get all that she's i get all that um, i get it but when y'all when it's time to go get shit and buy shit and this and that and the third it's nothing wrong with being a man in the house everything in your name i'm just trying to see where she at with bill paying you ever seen the credit he just he's like no nah. i said i think you should ask i ain't gonna hurt nothing Y'all just come on out that mattress sometime. Get take a deep breath. Get off that mattress. Start asking each other some real questions. You know how you feel about children. How you feel about um? There's nothing wrong with asking about. Hey man, how many kids that you want? Um, tell me about your parents. Were your parents married? You know what I mean. Describe to me your parents' relationship. Oh, you was raised by a single mom. Okay, cool. What about your big mama? Was she married? Like, see if this person come from a lineage of being married. Or they or her whole line is full of just single parents. And you see what I'm saying? Like. Just ask the question. And I'm not saying that derailed his engagement because I'm, I'm all about family. But I will say that when he started to begin to ask a different line of questioning, that changed up his. He's like, oh, he got, you know, I don't want to use the term bias remorse because he didn't cross. He didn't jump the broomstick. But he was like, oh, man, I didn't know you. You know what I mean? And then he started to figure out, man, this debt and that debt. And if it's a non-negotiable. I always feel as though this is where you do the breaking up at. This is where all the cutting off should be done at during the dating phase. You don't jump the broomstick and then you start trying to figure out, damn, shorty got bad credit. Damn, I ain't know you went to how many colleges? Damn, you got $116,000 worth of debt. God damn, I didn't know that. You don't want to be the shorty that's like, you you got the guy, you're going to build him up. He didn't did 10 years in the feds. But what you do not know, sis, is that sometimes when you come out of the feds, they'll let you out. But they give a lot of them brothers penalties that they got to pay. See, that's not like the state. You know what I'm talking about? The state just you kind of like get out, put you some parole, some shit, some halfway house. The feds is like most often if somebody did over 10 years, the states, the feds normally put a restitution on people that get out. Yeah, they didn't did the 10 years. Now they came out and if they were doing bank schemes or this and that, this motherfucker may have a $175,000 restitution and he might have a... See, now that's going... You don't know about that. Did you ask the question? <laughs> did you ask anybody? People get out the federal penitentiary and they owe. Did you know this? You, you know what I'm saying? Some states says that, you know, if a man is behind on child support... And you marry him, you can say goodbye to your income tax. And depending on what status that your company is, uh, I, I think they call it the um somebody correct me if I'm wrong. It's called like a company sign up underneath like some honesty policy, something they call it, in which if somebody comes, if an entity comes to garnish your income, if they can't get it from the man. If they can't get it from the non-custodial parent, but you're married to them, depending on which state you belong to, they can come to you and get that shit. But see, you didn't ask them. So you got to you meet you meet somebody with children. All y'all doing is jumping on the mattress. You love freaking. You know what I'm saying? Jojo love going to work. He might he, he love getting his money, but he got down fifteen thousand dollars behind on the rear of his child support. He twenty six thousand dollars behind 
on the he's in the rear in his child support, but you marry him. See, you ain't asked no questions. He a good man. He know how to wash his own clothes and pick up behind him. He got a good dick game, so now you digmatize. And you know what you do? You go marry the dude, and all of a sudden you look at your paycheck, it's different. <laughs> your shit looking different. You go file for your income tax. You ran a good scheme. You're supposed to get $7,500 back, $8,000 back, and you get back, and you don't get nothing. You're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't ask no questions. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Your buddy was in the rears. They just come get it from you. See, y'all are one. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, I know you didn't know. You didn't ask any, you didn't ask any questions. Sis. So we're going to leave it right there. Ask some questions, man. Get you about 500 questions. 400 questions. 300 questions. Ask, ask, ask. During the dating phase, you ask. Because I'm going to tell you, that child support is a monster. I'm going to tell you, sis, that, that child support, I know a sister dealing with that shit. She like, God damn, he had three kids, you know what I'm saying, by three different women. But that's okay. She was in love. This is America, right? Okay. The relationships is patterned off the love relationship. You know what I mean? Love and emotions and goddamn, oh, y'all done jumped on that mattress and he done freaked you down. You done freaked him down. Y'all done, all that slob and went back and forth. Y'all spitting and slobbing everywhere. They're freaking having a good old time all the way so y'all jump that broomstick okay that is a beautiful thing and then he get that check because he told you when you was dating you say yeah how much you make that he oh i'm making seventy five thousand dollars over here oh seventy five thousand that's good but you didn't you you doing the math in your head but that check ain't set after he paid for those three kids it's not seventy five thousand dollars no more <laughs> no sis he grossed seventy five thousand after he paid for those three babies that he had before you, that check going to be different. Boy, I bet you wish you asked some questions now. Hmm. Peace of black power to your family. Man, I really thank you guys for listening, beloved. I thank you guys for hanging out, man. Until next time, this is your brother VJ. Make sure your nieces and nephews is asking the person that they are dating questions they coming out of high school y'all you ain't gotta give them no deep ass talk you see them with that person they keep hanging out they the man or woman coming to the family outings and when you pull them to the side you say listen make sure you ask her as many questions as you could think of and then you tell the same thing with sis and there used to be a book on amazon right I want you to, I bought this book for my cousin and my sister. It's called something about uh, 113 questions to ask, something like that. 110 questions to ask while dating something, something. I don't know. I can't remember. This shit this is an old ass book. But I bought this kind of stuff. It's like, um, what'd you call that book? It's like, a, if they got a Kindle, somebody got a Kindle, it's not, it's like an electronic book. You just download it. Man, I bought that book for my own family members. And that helped them along the way. And there's other books that you can get along the way that will encourage men and women to ask the person that they are with questions. 
How about that? Until next time, this is your brother VJ, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.